podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right, welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joining this afternoon by Matt and Andy, sort of. Hello. What do you mean, sort of? Well, I am. I'm joined by you both. I am joined by you both. And we're here to discuss the away fixture with Fulham. I'm going to watch it. How, how are you watching it, Paul? Are you, are you abroad? Yeah, I'm abroad today. I'm in the Netherlands. Oh, nice. What about you, Matthew? I am outside Craven Cottage, underneath a palm tree. Ah, tropical. No, it's not probably not the best conditions to be doing uh, any audio recording because I can hear the PA system from Craven Cottage quite loud and clear. There's planes flying overhead and it's very windy. Atmosphere, mate. All adds to the atmosphere. And where are you, Andy? I'm watching the game. You're not there, are you, Andy? No, no, I'm not. I'm uh, I'm out on a uh, on a bit of a session with a few of my friends. I'm sure that regular listeners to the podcast will be very surprised to hear that. Well, you know, you've you've got to you've got to appeal to your audience, and some of them think it's funny. Some of them really don't. Yeah, but Andy, this is our probably our most important game of the season so far. This is a crunch game. This one, I don't know how you can how you can miss it. Are you off your head? Every game's the most important game. The next game is always the most important game. Indeed, and this is our next game. After this one, we've got another game. So we're currently nine points ahead with a game in hand-ish we're playing now. So does that render this game a bit of a free hit? No. Well, maybe it does. Maybe that's why Andy's decided to just uh, sack it off completely. I've not sacked it off. I'm going to be watching, watching unbelievably. What about James? What about James, Paul? Where is he? Christmas uh, scheduling, isn't it? It's tricky this time of year. Yeah, so at least I'm like getting a bit of it in. I'll be following the result, following the score, and I'm keeping an eye, keeping an eye on the rivals as well. Some might say I'm doing us a favour. I don't think they would, Andy. Well, let's discuss the fixture then. So, against Fulham, we've uh, won 22, drawn 15, and lost 18. We've drawn five of the last six fixtures, which have all been tight tight games against a team with a similar style and ambition than we've got. Um, They are probably not where they would like to be uh, at the moment in the league table, which we'll come on to discuss when we talk about what they're uh, saying on their forum. They've got a 30 million quid striker, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the questions in Bielsa's press conference were about the importance of keeping... Mitrovic, quiet. It's all right. Big bad boy Liam Cooper's back in today. Well, that's the team news, isn't it? Liam Cooper's come back in instead of Berardi. Fancy a shutout today. Well, I'd love a shutout today. Who's the referee today, Paul? The referee today, uh, thanks as always to Joe Bedford on Twitter, is Tim Robinson, who ref the two... Oh, no, not again. <laughs> Why is... He always seems to be refereeing us. Well, funnily enough... He refed your birthday game, didn't he, at Sheffield Wednesday? So he's refing my birthday-ish game today. So, uh, you know, that was a nil-nil draw. And he refereed our opening game of the season, did he? He did, yeah. He did, and we won. Hang about, hang about. Are you fishing for happy birthdays? No, no, no. Happy birthday. Oh, cheers. Technically, it's technically it's not Paul's birthday, but happy birthday for yesterday, Paul. I reckon it's within 24 hours of... When I was actually born, though. 
So Yeah, but it's 364 days to your next birthday. Mine's well closer. Can I jog on? Fair play. Sorry, mate. Happy birthday, Andy. Thanks, mate. Yeah, so Tim Robinson's refed us 11 times. Four wins, three draws, four losses. And the first four, the four losses were in his first five games. He showed us 22 yellow cards and no reds in his career. It's pretty, it's pretty rubbish, though, isn't it? Well, Matthew didn't seem happy when we said that that's who was refing. I just remember that Middlesbrough game last season at home. Oh, say, yeah. And I've, I've hated him ever since. Because he's a pedant. Hate's a strong word. He ruined that game. But, in theory, today is two teams that want to play. I don't know if Fulham will want to play. Well, let's, let's hope they don't. I, don't. I just don't know if a lot of these teams who like to play see they're going to play Leeds and just don't like to play, do they? We've seen it time after time. The only teams for me this season who've come out and really given it a proper play, a game, are Barnsley, who are sitting near the bottom, bottom. and West Brom. Yeah. Right, what do you reckon the forum's called? Fulham's Fans Forum. Theneutralstand.com. Close. Is it called the, co- is it called the Cottagers? It's, yeah, it's got a cottage in it. Cottage Corner. Isn't that a completely different kind of thing? It's a yoghurt, I think. Well, they gave a lot of gems. There was, a, there was a lot of gems that came out of Cottage Corner this week, so here's one of them. They think Christie's got to give away a penalty and Reem and Mossad have got to trip over each other's legs whilst admiring the movement of Bamford, and that was actually a Fulham fan, not a Leeds fan. Um, wow. Someone said, uh, Knockers and Cav got to run around like headless chickens trying to find Mitro, who's clear, clearing the snot out of his nose over near the corner flag. Defeat on the cards. I never get these right. Let's hope I don't get these right. Tell you what, he's he's a he's, he's a loose goose, that Mitrovic. I can see him getting a little hot heading and getting sent off today. It's a shame. I'd love to see him versus Berardi. That'd be the one. I'm kind of glad we're not. Uh, so basically, Fulham fans conflicted over whether they want the manager to to leave, and they're in a pretty relatable dark place. Um, <laughs> so they're saying this. Here's a question: Do you want to one? Beat Leeds and keep Parker, or two, get hammered and lose Parker. And someone said, hmm, leaning towards number two, but I never want my team to lose, especially to them, you know what. Plus, I've got 20 quid riding on it with some typical Yorkshireman that lives around the corner. I'll never hear the end of it as I cleaned him out two seasons ago. So good luck to the Yorkshireman around the corner from that guy. (laughs) So, Paul, this is uh, the first game of the famous festive period. And this this uh, equivalent fixture last season was uh, an absolute belter. We'd just seen Josh Warrington win in Manchester and then gone to Villa Park, uh, last-minute winner. So I'd settle for something like that again today. But one thing I was thinking when I was looking at the fixture list, and I would appreciate it if you get a moment, maybe I have time to do a bit of research, I was always under the impression that over the festive period they would make sure that every team got two games at home and two, get two games away in order to make it fair so you get the same gate receipts over the busy Christmas period. And it, I noticed that we've got three away games and then obviously that's compounded by away trip to Arsenal as well. So... Yeah, if you go back over to fix over the past few years, I think I think you'll see that we haven't had three away games over Christmas. I'll do a bit of delving. Thanks, Paul. It's typical. It's typical leads that the EFL trying to keep us in. They just want to stay with us. We've got some really tough games as well. I mean, this is obviously a really big one, and then we've got West Brom. Is it? Is it? Yes, it is, Andy. I know you're not watching it, and you think that it doesn't matter, <laughs> but it, a lot, a lot of us down here in London are uh, bang up for this one. Right, I didn't say it didn't matter. I just said 
I'm going for a beer. How many beers have you had so far? Uh, just the two, actually. Just the two. I can't hear much slurring so far. We'll, we'll see what happens post-match. So, predictions then. Andy? I, I fancy a 1-0 win today. I fancy a shutout. I think we will be back to normal with Coops at the back, defend nice and well. And I think I think they'll put some pressure on because Costa's best friend Carvalho plays for them, doesn't he? And he's a bit of a tricky one. I thought we might get him as well. I think they'll cause a bit of damage, but they won't actually penetrate. So I think Lord Bamford's going to give us an early Christmas present, 1-0 into Christmas. Uh, Matt, what do you think? I've gone for 2-1 to Leeds United. And if we do, what a good way to start the Christmas period that'll be. You think they'll score? Well, we did concede three last week, so I'm starting to think that... Uh, Anything's possible. Lessons learnt. Lessons learnt. Well, there will be lessons learnt if we uh, only concede one, won't it? Matt, have you seen many other Leeds fans? Have you heard uh, anybody talking about the old uh, London curse? No, I haven't. Not seen any uh, any Leeds fans yet. I'm just sitting around the kind of home end of the stand, so I just need to wander around to the away end after we finish this. Um, I'm hoping the Lon- I'm hoping the London curse gets broken today, if such a thing exists. One one guy who I think has been talking about the London curse is James. Should we catch up with him? Yeah, let's see what get James has got to say. Merry Christmas, you lot. Uh, hope you enjoy the game today. Sorry, I can't be on the podcast. I'm sure you're tearing into me, but that's not a problem. I'm um, not feeling confident today, unfortunately. Fulham are one of those teams for us. Uh, I'm going to predict, unfortunately, that we're going to lose. Um, and it'll be 3-1 to Fulham. The problem for me is this whole London thing. Why is London an issue? There was a tweet earlier that I spotted um, from Johnny Cooper, and uh, it is this. Since winning 3-0 at Fulham in March 2015, LUFC's record in London is loss, 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 draw, 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 and it goes on and on and on. And out of about 19 results, we've won once. We've had more red cards than wins in that time in London. So there you go. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling good about this one, but case there are, let's see what happens. So James has gone for he's decided he's not watching the game. He he's not joined the pre match podcast and he thinks we're gonna lose. That's a man who's given up. Do you think? He's given up even more than you have, Andy. Do you think the Cardiff game really got to him? Well, last week on the Cardiff game, he was saying, you know, move on, move on to Fulham, but he hasn't, has he? I'll, t- I'll make a confession. All my words, always, I try and be positive and upbeat after after poor results, just to try and lift the mood. But uh, I felt awful for, for a few days after that game last week. That'll be the beer. So, well, that was a bit that someone came to. That was the regret. Someone came to me and uh, told me it felt worse than the. Than the Derby game, and I kind of felt a little bit of that myself. That person is an idiot, and you're not far behind him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in Andy's camp for once. He's he's spot on. <laughs> what a fool! I'll tell you my prediction: Leeds win two-one as well, same as Matt. Um, I'm hoping for two-nil. But and what do people think on Twitter, Paul? Oh, great question. They all think the Nativity game was fantastic. I can tell you that much. I did. I was. I love that nativity game. It's a shame we can only do it once a year. Right. So, uh, 150 <laughs> votes cast today on the uh, poll. 68 percent 
saying Leeds win, 20% draw and 11% Fulham win. Oh, that Cardiff game's knocked everyone's confidence, hasn't it? Jeez. Yeah, it's not It's not just James that's uh, had his confidence knocked. No, it's the listenership. So, uh, having said that, what's your final word before the game? Cheer. Cheer, because with me not watching or being there, I want you boys to cheer us on, especially you, Matt, at the game. And festive cheer... As I'm going to have a few festive tipples with my pals in my Tis the Season of Bielsa jumper. Come on, Leeds. And Matt, what's your word? Upbeat, because I think that we've got a good chance today. Like you said at the start, Paul, it is somewhat of a free hit. It's nice to go into a game where not everyone's expecting us to demolish the opposition. Uh, the expectations seem a little reduced, so uh, yeah, I've got a good feeling about today. Well, I'll go with confident then, because. Uh, I'm I'm just really looking forward to it. I think Cooper coming in is a, a good move and uh, I really enjoyed watching this in the majority of last week's game and I'm confident that we can uh, eradicate those little deficiencies that we had and get the right result. Great, well, it is gone 20-3, to 3, so I'd better go and uh, find my seat. Andy had better go and switch the Sky TV on. No, 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 no. I need to go to the bar. Right, and then you're going to watch Sky TV. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you something about Sky TV, Andy? Please don't. I think we all know. We're back uh, after Leeds' disappointing 2-1 defeat to Fulham down in the capital. The disgusting run in London continues. Matthew, you were at the game. Tell us your thoughts. Maybe there is a London curse after all. James was right all along. Do you think? Tim Robinson was never going to let us win that game, was he? I uh, don't know if you've seen his record when refereeing Fulham. I have. I had a look on the internet at half-time and uh, saw that he's uh, got a very good... Maybe that's a stat we need to add into our pre-match prep in future. I'll tell you what, silly, silly pricks on my naughty list. I'll tell you that much. Well, he, uh, it, the game got off to a really disappointing start, having had a really lively attack straight away. Pablo's gone off with what looks like a uh, hamstring injury. We know that Marcelo takes him off as a precaution. He's walked off the pitch, but you never know with these type of injuries. Leads that. It's a huge leads that moment. That's a huge, huge, huge leads that moment. Our uh, December podcast is called It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like the Leads That. And uh, it is, isn't it? Sadly. Sadly. Sadly it is. I think it is. To go from that half against... uh, uh, Cardiff last week to drop a three goal lead and then go straight into this game and lose Pablo Hernandez and a very very soft penalty uh, felt like a lot of leads that in a very short space of time well I'll tell you what boys before we before we get onto that before we get onto that I'm going to try and put some kind of small positivity onto this which isn't right because in my head we should be doing so much better but we're still nine points clear of third we, we, we've, we've all said we've all said that as long as we're ahead of third we're doing alright and I know Sheffield United came back from 10 points or whatever it was last year keep the gap we're better than last year let's look at some little positive 
and go from there. We were wasteful today by by what I saw until my stream broke <laughs> at the uh, just before Bamford scored. I followed it from there on online. We were wasteful, but we're better. We're better. We're still nine points clear. Come on, lads. Let's get into the grittiness of the nasty result today then. Go on, Matthew. Soft pen. Well, do you want to start on the pitch or off the pitch? Where do you want to, where do you want to begin? Was off the pitch awful? Off the pitch was, um, yeah, some of the most uh, interesting off-field activity that I've seen. In what, re- in what respect? So they've got Leeds fans were in the half of the, only half of the stand that we normally take about 7,000 people into and it's some sort of temporary semi-permanent structure and the stairs are uneven at best some of the stairs are quite high and some of the stairs are even higher right and a number of a number of Leeds fans I mean it doesn't take much granted but a number of Leeds fans found themselves hurtling down these stairs and having some uh, comical moments let's say and everybody was having a a good laugh about it and then um, later on sort of midway through the first half um, fans started moving around the stand and security got very heavy handed and were sort of asking people to clear the gangways I've seen it happen before but as you know people will stand or sit where they want at away games so there's no absolutely no prayer of getting these people getting these Leeds fans to sit in their actual seats but the stewards start saying to the Leeds fans, we're well, going to have to move because, you know, the, if, it, where you are is unsafe. This stand cannot cope with people standing there because it's, you know, a temporary structure or whatever. It's unsafe, which for me, I don't think that's in their training <laughs> to, cause, to cause a mild panic uh, in a crowd. But anyway, that was by the by. Anyway, eventually this tension built up uh, to the point where I didn't actually see what started it, but a whole crowd of Leeds fans hurtled down the stand and got into a bit of a, a fisticuffs, let's say, with uh, with a few of the stewards. Uh, one guy got dragged out. All of his sons were still there afterwards, absolutely wondering what had gone on. How many sons has he got? Yeah, he had three or four. Three or four. Top, top shagger. Fair play to him. <laughs> and it was, um, yeah unsavoury to say the least and that was kind of mirroring what was happening on the pitch because everybody was getting more and more agitated by uh, Tim Robinson yeah see I was following I was I was following with Graham Smith Graham Smythe and one thing I'll say for him which I really like about him is he's brutally honest and he was rather than saying Leeds are doing well they're going right they're going right onto it he was going wasteful chances wasteful this wasteful that and for Someone who doesn't know me follow online. I quite I found that quite refreshing that we had a very level-headed approach to it. So uh, big up Graham for that. Is that is, is that accurate? What happened? Were we wasteful? Were we looking a bit frustrating? I think I think we were wasteful in patches, but then also I think that Fulham made us play that way. Fulham were up for it, and this was another phenomenon that I've seen quite a lot. Um, as a Leeds fan is that you get a team like Fulham who are full of players that are, you know cost a lot of money are good players but you, clearly they're not getting the results they should be getting because they can't be bothered to turn up for games against the likes of uh, you know I don't know what Fulham's record has been this season but teams that aren't Leeds they're not that bothered about but Leeds come to Craven Cottage we're above them in the table um, you know they they want to stretch their muscles, and you could see them busting every gut to try and uh, to try and win the game. Which 
you know, fair play to them. They, they threw us off our game a little bit, particularly first half. Easy though, when you get gifted a penalty. I, I, I saw the penalty. I watched it back. Um, my stream, as a lot of Leeds fans who are listening will uh, appreciate. Uh, it was quite frustrating as it had a massive watermark over the middle every time someone donated. But again, shouldn't be watching those naughty, naughty Leeds United. However, so you found you found a stream then, Andy? Yeah, I watched I watched it all the way until two seconds before Bamford tapped it in, and I could have cried. Um, I was very upset. But the thing is that that penalty, it it's one of those ones where if it's given against you, you're fuming, you're absolutely raging bull. But well, I was. If if you get it, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> good pen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, nah, that. I- I'm not sure. Sometimes you can be at a game and you can be watching it and you can say, oh, I didn't see that clearly because it was far away. I was probably closer to the incident than the referee was and it was very, very clearly not a penalty. And it was so frustrating. First impressions were on ball. And you watch it back and you go, he's given that for a shove. And you're thinking, he's not shoved, he's competed, he's competed. Tony Dorigo disagrees with you. What, Dorigo? Tony Dorigo disagrees with you, Matthew, because he says... Because he's touched him with two hands, the referee's got to give a penalty. What world's he in? Well, if Tony Rigo... He says, by the letter of the law in the AFL, uh, you've got to give a penalty. I think by the letter of Tony Rigo's law, there should have been about five penalties and maybe twice the number of free kicks in the game. Well, this is where it's difficult because if you pick one out, how do you not pick out others? Well, that's it. That's exactly it, Paul. I had a look... After the game, what Phil Hay was uh, saying in his Q&A and uh, he thinks that the the referee didn't have his best performance. But And again, that goes back to what I said about Graham Smythe, I suppose, is that we were wasteful by all accounts. And again, I'm not the best person to judge from because I was sat in a pub 200 miles away with no stream after the Bamford goal. But from following and watching frustrating there are a lot of people in the stand who weren't happy with us either and this is that this is what the problem is i think with leeds fans it doesn't take is it Le- is it leeds fans being greedy again it's not being greedy it's panicking and just you know throwing the baby out with the bathwater. i mean i went on um i went on wacko at half time and people are talking about how Lee, Liam, league one liam's back liam cooper and we if we don't start, um, if we don't spend a load of money in January, then we've absolutely no chance. And this is the start of it all. And we heard the first uh, Leeds are falling apart again chants from the Fulham fans when they could be bothered to sing. And oh, good for them, good for them. You could just see people <laughs> absolutely bottling it, basically. Um, even when we're what are we not still nine points clear? Of yeah, that's third. it. Third. That's what I'm saying. Do you know what? I'm gonna. This is really, really left left field. Um, on a personal note, guys, no one gives a flame one, but I've had a really rough, tough week at work, right? I got in last night, all I do is go to bed, but a man like me, I need some nourishment, so I get some food. And while I'm waiting for it, I'm watching the Undateables, and a guy called Ray, we all love him, he goes to the Leeds Christmas lights to see the switch on, and he makes Bamford, and he gave Bamford a pep talk, and went, Bamford, you're going to score. He scored offside every week. He scored. He went on a run of hitting four or five. We all just need to believe. Is my point. Do you know what I mean? If we back people and enjoy the club and enjoy the season, we'll be fine. If we start getting negative and bitching and moaning, we're not going to win every game. We're going to struggle. These things do happen. West Brom dropped points today. We'll be fine. 
Anyone disagree? I'll tell you what's very leads that is that they've had three shots today, literally three shots. And um, Cardiff had three shots last week. Swansea, Forest. The, you know, we, we've... We've had our fair share of uh, misfortune and um, other teams have been very clinical against us. Yeah, according to the stats, we pumped one possession, pumped one shots, pumped one shots on target, pumped one fouls and yellow cards too. Yeah, the boys. Liam Cooper joining the yellow card club. Hit back to the old, uh, it's beginning to look like Leeds that pod. Well, he did. And I think, again, the referee had a lot. When you've given a decision like that penalty early on and you've given... One of the yellow cards that he gave, you just think, oh, God, he's got to book everybody now. And he did start that way, so it, it makes it... I didn't... I, I said before the game, I, I expected Fulham to play, and they didn't. They were niggly, and they were staying down. And Kearney was on the floor a lot, and it was um, it was frustrating. And the team were frustrated. Yeah, just another championship side that came to stop us, and they were more effective at it than most, because... At the end of the day, they've got some talented players. They were very strong and they were very fit. Um, and they were more of a challenge towards them most. It's, 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 they're a championship side who are very talented with a £30 million striker. I was having this debate sat in the pub and I'm going... Everyone's going to me in the pub. It's winding me up. It's really quite getting my gut going, oh, yeah, well... Leeds, what they do is get another number nine. It's like, well, how do you get number nine who's absolute quality to come and sit on the bench behind Bamford? So, if we're going to get somebody of that ilk, they're going to have to come play second fiddle. They're simply not going to, are they? Yeah, it's great saying, oh, January's coming, crack on, push on, all the very best leads, sign some quality. But who's actually going to break into the team and make that much of a difference? Who's not willing to sit back and wait? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but but from what I could see, what you get for thirty million pound is a professional diver and a bit of a thug, and that's it. So so so, what what do you want for that? What do you want for that? I'd have a Bamford every day of the week. I might be bang out of order with this, and I'm certainly not in any physical position to say it. But he, Mitrovic looked a little bit lazy and s- slightly carrying more weight than he should. And if he didn't, he would be definitely playing to the mid-top end of the Premier League rather than being satisfied to still be playing for Fulham. Their, their second goal actually came from a corner that they won where they burst down the left. He put the, And the camera angle that I was watching showed Mitrovic walking towards the penalty area. If he'd bust a gut, he would have been in the middle to, to just nod into a an empty net anyway. But they won the corner and uh, some guy who hadn't scored in about 10 years smashes one through a crowd of players. And by all accounts, Ben White dominated him in defence, didn't he, for that corner? And the, the geezer's got a tap in just because whoever's marking him has not followed him. Is that right? I think um, Ben White's won the first ball, but there's not been anyone there to... Uh, basically, because he's been on the deck, that he's won a tap in, he's, he's volleyed it from the edge of the box, but it's gone through a crowd where there wasn't anybody to block it. Whereas we, at the other end, towards the end, Clicks volleyed it towards goal and they've got a man stood on the line to head it off. They've got Mitrovic has headed it from underneath his own crossbar in the last minute. We've had our chances. They have played well and defended well. And uh, it's, it's, it's one of them afternoons that I think you possibly knew after the eighth minute when Pablo had gone off and they'd had a relatively soft penalty converted when Kiko got a big hand to it that you think, ah, 
might not be our day today. Ben White had uh, probably his toughest game of the season today, I think. Uh, and he stood up well, but he didn't look quite as uh, assured as he has done. There was one part in the first half where he pirouetted round him like he was Torval and Dane, and it was beautiful. But other than that, from what I saw, he just looked steady. We, we, we looked steady. We didn't look really that threatened. Again, I'm, I'm going off before the 55th minute, um, which is useless. I know. But... So, before, so um, before, for the second week in a row, a lot of Leeds fans around me, I could hear, were complaining about Bielsa's decisions on the substitutions. What did you think? I, it's, it's tough for me to comment. It was uh, Stevens didn't have an impact on the game when he came on. And no. I wasn't sure really where anybody was playing at that point. Um, Eddie made an impact. Eddie made a huge impact. Well, he got an assist. Eddie made an impact in the uh, bit that you watched, mate, and then after that... Yeah, but I think, by all accounts, from what I've seen, the, the change in formation worked. We, we started asking questions. Is that fair? No. Right, sign off. See you later, boys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I think it was difficult after the goal. I mean, I think after the goal, I was thinking we were going to go on and win it because we got our tails up yeah, a little bit, but it was short-lived. It was short-lived, and uh, I think Bamford and, and Ketia both struggled to get see much of the ball or get into the game after that. I think that's fair. I think our worst spell of the game was after they scored the second. Um, a lot of people that, when I've read and looked at other bits, Phil Hay said that we were much better in the second half and deserved something from it. I actually thought, on the balance of it, we had better chances in the first half other than the last desperate few minutes and we were really thrown out of our stride when when they scored because it had been sort of toe-to-toe at that point and that was the only point when it looked maybe like the belief had been dented a little bit um, because they played so well and somehow found themselves and got back into it and somehow found themselves 2-1 down. Well, I think it's extremely harsh for me to try and pick a man of the match out of that so I'll head straight over to you two boys uh, Matthew from being there who, who's your who's your Mottam? Uh, it is really hard to pick one out I think today because I don't think there was anybody who had a perfect game there were a lot of players who did a lot of good things mixed with a lot of not so good Johnny did quite well didn't he? Uh, well not according to the fella behind me <laughs> he was very unhappy with his passing that was part of the problem part of the problem was when they switched it and when Costa went off and Alioski went to the right-hand side, Alioski was really struggling. Oh, it might have been when, when Stevens came on, Alioski was finding it a lot harder down that right-hand side. Um, and Harrison never goes on the right. And my theory is that a lot of his game is that immense first touch with his left foot. And I think maybe putting him on the right takes that out of play a little bit. So they just never switch. So Johnny's had to play everywhere, so fair play to him for doing that. But he didn't look anywhere near as effective when he was coming when he was absolutely sticking down that right hand side. I think he needs to be free and wild to do his Johnny thing. So is this is this first game with no man of the match then? No, I think that we had a lot of players who were very involved. I thought Ailing did a lot of good stuff. I thought Click did a lot of good stuff. And I think that Phillips had a a good game with mixed with a few bad decisions I'm giving my man of the match to Stuart Dallas um, for again he played all over the pitch was constantly moving positions and uh, was trying to affect the game wherever he was I think that's a good shout really um, just thinking around them I think I'm going to give it to Bamford for his all round work rate and his 
and his goal and sticking in it. I think it was frustrating at times, um, but he's done well because you've got to bust a gut to get up there for uh, when Eddie's burst into the box. So at that point, it looked like we'd go on and get something out of the game. It wasn't to be, but we've got another game coming up in a few days' time. Five days' time, to be precise. Oh, Matt, you asked me to do a bit of research about games over Christmas. Yes. So I did. Um, and the last time that we had a sort of disparity in the in the balance was 2015. It tends to be oh. that it's it's balanced like this, but it's not always. Um, they are the fixtures are designed to supposed to give balance, and they certainly do. Whatever your Boxing Day one is, the New Year's one will be opposite of the one in between, but doesn't always work out. Basically, well, one thing I can do is I can open another word. So I can't give a man of the match, but I'll give a word. Um, let's start, however, with Paul. What's your word? My word is deflated because... Oh, really? Yeah, because I thought that we were going to be okay today and I thought when we got the equaliser, we would still be okay today. But actually, that that first seven minutes really took the wind out of my sails. And I'm glad it didn't take it out of the teams. But ultimately, I hope they go and rest, train and turn up on Boxing Day because it's actually a really big fixture now against Preston. Uh, I'm downbeat now. Disappointed with that. Really? Yeah, disappointed with that. But I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm not going to get too upset. But it was a disappointing way to end our unbeaten run and it's the first defeat of our second century. Well, I'll tell you what, boys, my word is ready. Because, <laughs> like you guys, I was upset we lost. However, I'm ready for the fact that we've now got a decent run. If it wasn't for that controversial penalty, we again dominated a game. We're not going to dominate every game and win. Some teams are going to get a bit of luck or a bit of fortune for them, and today that happened. I think we're ready for the challenge. We have grown in our stature, so we're ready to move on. I think we're ready for Boxing Day. We're going to win. And I'm ready for a few more beers. So Yeah, knew that, knew that bit was coming. So let's call it quits. Let's, let's jog on from today. We're nine points clear still a second. We're ready not to let last year catch us in the arse. And was well, it's like you, it's like you're in a rush, mate. Yeah, I was. I've got, I, I've still got a list of things to talk about. Yeah. I've got loads of stuff. Oh, I'm on twenty. I'm on twenty three minutes. I'm bursting for a piss. <laughs> yeah, we could tell, man. Are we going to let him go? Should we talk about it in the pre-match of? Uh... We haven't done tracking wolves yet. No. Well, we ain't got it, have we? Well, I'll tell you, Tracking Wolves. How are we doing? Because you're the teams that got promoted. Tracking Wolves, Tracking Wolves. They won again in this game, so uh, we've dropped five points on where they were. So they're now in the mid-50s and we're uh, probably seven points behind them. That's, and I think we're behind I think we're behind where we were last season now as well, probably. Yeah, uh yeah, by a point, I think. By a point. Which, it, you know, you could look at that as a good thing because we're not going to be top on Christmas Day. I thought that. If you're looking for if you're looking for a very niche positive, we're not going to do that two years in a row now, are we? 
No. No, what a relief that we're not top at Christmas. Can I, can, can I go away? <laughs> One nice moment during the game today, there was a Leeds legend on the pitch at halftime. Oh, yeah, saw that. Pla- yeah. A man who played for Fulham and Leeds United, Alan Clark, and he, um, he walked a long distance around the pitch all the way to the Leeds fans and stood there and uh, probably got the biggest cheer aside from Bamford's goal of the day. So it was... Uh, very nice well let's look on to the positives move on to Boxing Day let's get back to winning ways come on Leeds we're not going to discuss whether we need to buy anyone in January oh mate I'm going to piss myself come on hurry up Podcast Network.